Blog Talk Radio. Time now for the Gridiron Stud Show. Well, you can be all American. I'm actually, now. You're I'm actually, I can do it now. You can do it now? Yeah, I can do it. But I'm trying to focus on my position. With your host, Chad Wilson. It ain't hating on me, Chad. You know, I got to be something in the mix. Bringing you high school, college, and NFL talk. I don't rap a discipline. Minasa. You all need more discipline. True discipline. Come on, get a grip. Call us on the show today. Go get out of my face with that crazy that's, that's, stuff. The number to call, 347-633-9365. Y'all got to take, y'all know that. Or you can reach us on Twitter, at Gridiron Studs. And now, your host, Chad Cut the music. It's a Wednesday night. It is nighttime, and I am on the air. Do not be alarmed by that. Uh, nothing special. Just felt like having a Wednesday show. Something I want to do on the regular here. Uh, the morning shows are great, but every now and then we do need to hit the PM crowd. You know, the hard workers out there that have just gotten home and taken off their boots, their work boots, and want to be entertained in some way, shape, or form, and that's what I'm here to do. And that is entertained. So it is uh, me and you for the next hour and then some here on the Gridiron Stud Show as we talk high school football and college football recruiting and maybe dabbling in a little NFL stuff, guys getting locked up for life in the league. So we'll talk about that and then some here on the show today or tonight, let me say. Got to get that stuff out of the way. Uh, if you want to call into the show, the number is 347-633-9365. Again, 347-633-9365. Uh, you can also reach me on Twitter, at Gridiron Studs. You can email cwilson at gridironstuds.com if you got any questions. Really no reason why you can't pick up the phone and call into the show today. We don't bite. Uh, I welcome your opinion, so long as it's within... This universe and not way, way out there. So uh, feel free to call in again, 347-633-9365. Uh, I have a few guests on the show. We'll be joined at half past the hour by new Flanagan quarterback, Flanagan High School, which is here in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Uh, be joined by their brand new quarterback, Cato Nelson. Uh, I will also have Tyler Huntley from Hallandale High School. That's also here in South Florida. He will join me on the show. And uh, we'll also have Donnell Bennett on from uh, Elite Preps. He's got an event going on this weekend that we need to talk about. So we do have a few guests for you on the show today. 
and we'll also touch on a very important topic, one that seems to get uh, a lot of airtime, a lot of talking about, um, and that is who is responsible for getting high school football players' offers. It's crazy that we need to even have this discussion as who is responsible for that, but there are many opinions out there uh, regarding that, and so you know, I'll give you a little bit of my take on it, and as always, feel free to call in with yours, or you can contact me on Twitter and let me know how you feel about it. But before that, uh, we had some news in the NFL today. The NFL is a 24-hour news cycle, 365 days out of the year, uh, and no shortage of drama all year long. You had the ultimate drama today in a courtroom as uh, Aaron Hernandez was indeed convicted of first-degree murder in Massachusetts. He is, uh, he's been franchised by the state of Massachusetts. He is going to be in the, uh, in the orange jumpsuit for life. He's going to get life, and uh, we will never see Aaron Hernandez in a football helmet again, uh, unless it's some type of prison ball. So that's the bad news for him. It just makes you wonder why a guy with so much in his hands, uh, so much success, the world really at his feet would want to throw it all away by uh, making the decisions that he did. Uh, my thoughts on that is that, you know, a lot of guys that are out here, despite all the success that they may be having, despite being in the middle of success, uh, just don't believe in their future. I really believe that that's what's going on. Just absolutely do not believe in their future. They feel somehow, some way that no matter what good is happening to them, ultimately it is their destiny to end up like uh, some of the people they grew up around in their neighborhood. And by now we all know about the troubled upbringing for Aaron Hernandez, the gangs, and all of the other stuff that he got involved with and just couldn't outrun that, couldn't leave that life behind despite being a well-noted member of the New England Patriots uh, and a very accomplished National Football League player and celebrity felt the need to go all good fellas on his friend and execute him, according to uh, a jury who uh, heard all of the evidence, decided that he did, in fact, commit murder. Uh, uh, and he was convicted on several other charges as, as well. Uh, I don't even know what the point is after that. I believe he still needs to stand trial for some other murders that he's been accused of. But, you know, at this point, what is the point? He's uh, going to go away for life. He does have the chance at an appeal, but I think we pretty much know how those things go. Um, you know, if you watched it live, the verdict live, you just had shades of um, brought back feelings of the O.J. Simpson trial standing up there, celebrity football player, a former football player, uh, facing the judge and the jury, and you're waiting for not as dramatic as the O.J. Simpson deal. Nothing I don't think will ever be as dramatic as that because – um, you know, O.J. Simpson was a bigger uh, a bigger star, let's say, than Aaron Hernandez. Uh, he did do the whole chase thing, and um, you know, hard to hard be hard pressed to to beat that drama. And on top of that, for those who were too young to remember, um, the the entire O.J. Simpson trial was televised, so um, it was just like a daytime drama, daytime soap opera you could follow uh, all of the testimony and you know everything was right there for you and it was not the bits and pieces that you got with the Aaron Hernandez trial 
uh, each and every moment of the O.J. Simpson trial was put out there, and there were several dramatic moments in the courtroom during the O.J. Simpson trial that people could grab onto and connect to, and there was this whole buildup leading up to the actual verdict, which included, because you're in Los Angeles, and you had a whole black-white thing going on there. There were the police had to be in place, and there was talks of possible riots happening if O.J. Simpson was convicted. So there was a lot more drama uh, and build-up leading up to the O.J. Simpson verdict announcement. Uh, there was some build-up to this one with Aaron Hernandez, not quite as dramatic. But again, you did, you know, we did have cameras in the courtroom. We did get to see his reaction to it. Not much of a reaction. Um, from Aaron Hernandez, you know, with O.J. Simpson, you did get that sigh of relief, which I think any and all of us, that would have been our reaction to that kind of news sitting in the seat that he was in in some way, shape, or form. Perhaps some people would have passed out in joy. Nevertheless, uh, not a really big reaction from Aaron Hernandez. I'm sure if you cut on the TV tonight, CNN, MSNBC, any of those 24-hour news stations, you can uh, see the video of the verdict being read and his reaction to the biggest, the biggest reactions, as they often are, came from his family, his fiancée and his mom, obviously in tears, destroyed, and Odin Lloyd's family also in tears uh, as they get some closure, it seems, with this whole situation. So that's what went down today. If you were under a rock, if you work in a ditch, if you work underground, if you were somehow removed from all of uh, humanity for a little bit here. That's what went down today while you weren't looking. Aaron Hernandez guilty of murder in the first degree in Massachusetts. And no, he's not going to fry. They don't have the death penalty there. Uh, some people asking, how, how could this be when they're talking about executing the marathon bomber? Well, that's a little bit of a different story. Those are federal charges, so uh, federal punishment could come in. This is a state charge uh, for Aaron Hernandez and state of Massachusetts, does not fillet their first-degree murder convicts. So uh, he is going to escape the chair or a lethal injection or anything like that, but he will spend the rest of his natural life in, uh, in the orange jumpsuit. So that's that. All right, the question that I brought up here, and you hear, I'm hearing it over and over. It's a big thing in South Florida. Um, and for those of you listening outside of the area, South Florida has to be the king of transfers in high school football. Absolutely the king. I'd, in, in my discussions with folks in other parts of town, Texas, California, Ohio, where football is big, uh, they don't have transfers like you do here in Florida, specifically South Florida. And all of it is controlled by the whole Offers game. Let's just call it that. Who can get me offers? Where can I go and be offered by colleges? Because everyone wants to play college football. Everyone believes down here that they're Division One football players. So if the school that I'm at currently cannot get me offers, then I'm out of there. I'm heading to a school where I see offers are plenty. And that is fueling a lot of what is going on down here in terms of players transferring. You really do need a cheat sheet heading into a high school football season in South Florida, and I'm talking Dade, Broward, and uh, Palm Beach County, uh, really the major places where this is happening in Dade and Broward County. Uh, you just don't know who's playing where, to be honest with you. It's just uh, almost a free-for-all. It really is almost a free-for-all. I'm going to tell you again, 
the biggest uh, reason for the the major moves you see from from school to school uh, has to do with kids just trying to get offers and play college football, and uh, it's fueled a lot by the parents um, who obviously don't want to foot the bill for the high cost of a college education. Um, and I have my thoughts about what's going on there with the increased cost for a college education. Um, certain groups are under attack, and uh, that is very much clear to me. Nevertheless, that is the case. And so uh, you have a child who's talented uh, in, in athletics, and they are giving out scholarships. And what happens when they're giving out something for free? You know, we see what's going on in Black Friday, and they're not even giving stuff out for free on Black Friday. They're giving it half off. And you got grandmothers getting punched in the face in front of Best Buy and Walmart, Target, people going down on a Black Friday because stuff's half off. So you start saying something that costs $50,000 a year is going to be free. Well, um, you're going to get some some serious stuff going on, and that is transfers. Uh, One week, a guy's playing at Central. Next week, he's playing at Southridge, and one moment a guy's at Homestead, next minute he's at Booker T, and uh, one minute a guy's going to Carroll City, and then next thing you know he's at St. Thomas. It's all over the place. It really is all over the place, and I don't know that the governing body here in the state of Florida is really in position to do anything about it. So the name of the game is Get Me Offers. And so i got to ask, who is responsible for getting offers? Is that part of a high school coach's description? Is that part of their job description? Are they supposed to get their athletes college football offers? Um, I'm not convinced that that is the case. I mean, it's nice, it's great if high school football coaches really get into that stuff, but I don't know that that's really part of their job description. Their job description really is to teach their athletes the game of football, um, provide them with the life lessons that come with that, and um, provide a safe environment. And and then after that, if there's interest coming from colleges, be able to facilitate that, provide uh, colleges with the necessary information for the kids to be recruited. But how far does a high school football coach need to go? And I'm going to say again, it is great when the high school coach will go above and beyond. But is that indeed their job description? Is I mean, if you can't do that, do you deserve to be a high school football coach? Should you be fired based on the number of offers and the amount of kids that you send off to school? Now, I happen to believe um, that is a big thing. Obviously, you want to get kids a college education. Uh, you know, that's a big part of what high school is about, whether you're talking about the teachers, the administrators, the all, and or, or, you know, all of the personnel at a high school. That is a big thing, but it's not the it's not the be-all and end-all. You know, not every kid in a high school is made for college. You'll have kids that will go to a tech school or a trade school right out of high school and, you know, learn a specific craft, and make a very handsome living for themselves. They'll go into auto repair, computer repair, um, any number of things. 
become plumbers, electricians, and things like that, and make a very handsome life for themselves. So not everyone in high school needs to go pack themselves off to a four-year or two-year institution and become college-educated and walk out with a diploma. That might sound crazy to some people, but if you know what you're going to do in life, and a degree from a university is not required, needed, and not everyone should go to a university. Now, is that the same on a football field? Not everyone on the team, obviously, is college football material. And what you have sometimes are very unrealistic expectations from parents as to what a high school coach should provide and do for high school football player in terms of getting them recruited. It's a battle that goes on. And when the parent does not feel like the high school coach is getting that job done, oftentimes you are going to get a disruptive parent, and it disrupts the entire team dynamic. So the real serious question here is, how much should that high school coach be responsible for along the lines of getting a kid recruited into school? So I open that up to you that are listening out there. Uh, again, you could call in 347-633-9365 and take calls up till uh 8:30 half past the hour when our first guest joins us on the show today and again that is going to be New Flanagan High School football quarterback 2016 quarterback Cato Nelson's going to join us at half past the hour. So if you have an opinion on that strong enough that you want to call in feel free to do so again 347-633-9365 would love to hear some of the opinions that we have out there. A ton of opinions uh I get I see on social media. So uh I know it's not always the easiest thing for people to call into a radio show takes a certain amount of balls, shall we say. And excuse me to any of the women listening. But, yeah, again, we don't bite. So if you have an opinion on that, how much should the high school coach be responsible for? And if they're not, quote, unquote, getting kids into school, then uh, should they not be the head coach at the high school anymore? How much should they be responsible for? So you can give us a call on that. The number is 347-633-9365. I'm going to jump into a break. On the other side of the break, we will continue this discussion on uh, the high school coach's role in uh, getting their athletes recruited. We'll talk about that and more when we get back on the Gridiron Stud Show right after this. Speed gets you to the end zone. Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. 
Do you want championship type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then Complete Speed is what you need. Complete Speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, Complete Speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now. Hey, 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 do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payouts. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over $600,000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one-day contest for $25 and, get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. Do it now! We're back, 8.22 here, Eastern Time, on the Gridiron Stud Show. You know we all love lists and uh, recruiting websites like Rivals and Scout and 247 Sports and ESPN have made a fortune off of uh, rankings and lists. And uh, 247 just came out with their 2017, their preliminary 2017 rankings and just to run through uh, your top 10 here, your top 10 overall players in the country according to 247 Sports for the class of 2017. Number 10 on the list is Anthony McFarland Jr. He's out of DeMatha Catholic High School, running back 5'9", 181 pounds. For you local uh, high school football fans down here, DeMatha will be taking on American Heritage Plantation in uh, early season action this year. So you'll get a chance to see Anthony McFarland Jr., you folks down here in South Florida. Uh, Number nine on the list, Hunter Johnson out of Brownsburg, Indiana. Pro-style quarterback, 6'3", 197 pounds. Number eight is Marvin Wilson, defensive tackle. He's out of Episcopal High School in Bel Air, Texas. 6'4", 300 pounds. Number seven, local product, Trayvon Grimes, St. Thomas Aquinas High School wide receiver. He's 6'3", 180 pounds. Number six on the list, D'Angelo Gibbs, Peachtree Ridge High School out of Swanee, Georgia. He's a cornerback, six foot two, two hundred pounds, highest rated member of uh, secondary in the list for 2017. 
Uh, number five on the list, Foster Sorrell, offensive tackle, 6'5", 300 pounds. He's out of Graham Kapawison. Probably butchered that, but that's in Graham, Washington. Number four, Florida product, Calvin Ashley, offensive tackle, six foot seven, three hundred and seven pounds. That is a monster-sized sophomore in high school. Six seven, three hundred and seven pounds. And number four overall, according to two four seven for the class of two thousand seventeen. Number three, Josh Myers, offensive tackle, six foot six, two hundred and ninety pounds. He had a Miamisburg High School in Miamisburg, Ohio. Number two is A.J. S. Epinesa, A.J. Epinesa out of Edwardsville, Edwardsville High School in uh, Edwardsville, Illinois. He's a defensive end, 6'5", 230 pounds. And number one on the list, and no big surprise here, he's been the name falling off of everyone's lips for this class since this class was in eighth, seventh, eighth grade. It's Dylan Moses out of University Lab High School, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Outside linebacker, six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds. Just a physical freak uh, as a sophomore. So no one should be surprised by Dylan Moses being ranked the number one guy. I suspect rivals may also do the same when they eventually come out with their rankings. But two four seven the first to offer up their rankings for the class of 2017. Interesting to note on the list, we've got you know, three offensive linemen. As offensive linemen have become all the craze, not only in high school and college, but also in the NFL. We'll see how that shapes up in the draft uh, at the end of this month. But uh, everyone wants offensive linemen. Everyone needs offensive linemen. Not everyone can get offensive linemen, but three out of your top ten are offensive linemen, offensive tackles, to be exact. Only one quarterback, though. A little surprised by that, and that's Hunter Johnson. Uh, another place that I like to go for rankings is uh, Rank by Offers, and I've talked about them a lot on this show, rankbyoffers.com. They, uh, they pretty much just rank the kids in each class by the number of offers. They have some kind of formula. Let me not make it that simple. They do have a formula. It's not just how many... Uh, offers you have it they do have a some kind of a quality ranking and so to run through real quick their their uh their rankings for uh 2017 number 10 on the list Malcolm Askew out of uh Alabama he's an athlete out of uh McAdory High School 21 overall FBS offers and 12 of them come from the top 25 teams in the country. Number nine is Devon Hunter. He's a DB out of Chesapeake, Virginia. has 23 FBS offers, six of them in the top 25. Number eight is Darnay Holmes, defensive back out of Newberry Park, California. He has 22 FBS offers, nine out of the top five. Number seven, a familiar name, Keyshawn Johnson, Jr., wide receiver out of Calabasas High School, 23 FBS offers, 10 out of the top 25. D'Angelo Gibbs, and DB out of Suwannee, Georgia, Peachtree Ridge. We just talked about him in the 247 rankings. He has uh, 24 FBS offers, 10 out of the top 25. Dylan Moses, who's ranked number one uh, at 247 Sports, he's number five on ranked by offers, 25 FBS offers, 17 tops out of anyone in the top 10, 17 FBS or top 25 offers. Number four is Stanford Samuels out of Flanagan High School here in Pembroke Pines, Florida. He has 29. He's a defensive back. Well, listed as an athlete here, but... Uh, though he can play quarterback, his main position is defensive back, cornerback to be exact. 29 FBS offers, 10 of them out of the top 25. Number three, Jack Anderson, offensive lineman out of Frisco, Texas. 
30 FBS offers, 11 out of the top 25. Number two is Richard LeCount, DB, Riceboro, Georgia, 29 FBS offers, 12 of them out of the top 25. And number one, and you guys need to listen to this, Anthony Hines, linebacker out of Plano, Texas, Plano East High School, currently has 66, this is a sophomore in high school, 66 FBS offers, 15 of them out of the top 25. 66, that is just absolutely, positively amazing. Um, Where does he go from here? I guess you have how many schools left that could possibly offer this kid? I guess a good 54 schools. Perhaps he'll get them all. Perhaps he'll get offers from every last one of these schools. All right, uh, really quick, continuing our discussion before I bring on uh, my first guest here. Uh, Who is responsible for getting offers for the high school football players. Is it the head coach? Um, my feeling is, yes, it's to a certain degree, but it's certainly not as much as parents think um, as they, you know, the pressure being put on high school football coaches to uh, get kids offers is just uh, getting to be a bit too much. Yes, it's, again, great when they when the high school coaches will help out with that. Well, then you have recruiting services like Gridiron Studs and uh, several others that are out there. Um, what is... What is their level? We're in the business of helping kids get it. Is it our responsibility? It is when you take them on as a client. That that much is obvious. If someone's paying you for their services, um, then you know that is that is the expectation. Of course, no one can really promise offers to a kid. Um, we do tell customers at GridironStuds.com. We what we do is we can get you seen by a college. After that, it's up to the school to decide whether or not. They want to recruit you. But just getting a, a prospect seen is, is half the battle. You know, many parents and prospects out there think it's very simple. I'll just put together an email uh, talking about all of the great things that I can do on a football field and how, what I do on and off the court and I'll just uh, on and off the football field. And I'll just email it to every coach in the country. I can get their email addresses online. Um, well, that's great. It sounds good, but you and 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 other kids uh, want to do the same thing and will attempt to do so. And when you think about that, that's an awfully large amount of emails. And just quite honestly, college coach is not going to look at that much film. Okay, so there is a filter there. Some, some of these emails never see the light of day. Other emails will go to a graduate assistant and a graduate assistant is going to filter through it and decide what the particular position coaches need to look at and don't need to look at. And then there are uh, emails and phone calls and communications that come from people that the college coaches trust, um, and we feel like we have earned the trust of many college football coaches around the, the uh, country. We've certainly, I've certainly developed a good relationship with many of them, uh, since I've been doing this since 2009, and there are other uh, recruiting services out there that have done the same. You do need to choose wisely. Not every recruiting service is the same, but uh, they can aid you in getting you seen by the schools. After that, you know, a lot of it is, is up to the prospect. You know, you do need to do the work that you need to do in the off season. You do need to uh, take, care of your, uh, take care of the work in the classroom and present yourself as a recruitable and marketable high school prospect or college football prospect. You know, it's like anything else in life. You do have to sell yourself. So don't think, you know, you can go to a a recruiting service and they're just going to wave a magic wand 
and suddenly all of these offers are going to pour in. You're going to be sorely mistaken. There is a tremendous amount of work that needs to be done by the prospect, and I understand parents feel like their kid is putting in a good amount of work, so there should be a payoff at the end. Uh, It's one of those things in life where it's just not as fair as you think it is, and then you have parents who just aren't happy with the offers that do come in. It's not high enough. It's not Division One. It's not... Uh, it's not FBS, it's not top 10, it's not USC, it's not Florida State, it's not Florida, it's not Miami, it's not, you know, um, so there needs to be a realistic view, and that's something we can obviously talk about uh, in future shows, something we talk about quite often here on the Gridiron Stud Show. So, uh, talking about top prospects and um, highly qualified and uh, very talented uh, college football prospects, I happen to have one of those on the line here with me to discuss his upcoming season and his new surroundings and uh, what he wants to do this football season. I'm joined right now by new Flanagan High School football quarterback, 2016 quarterback, Cato Nelson. Cato, thank you for joining us here on the Gridiron Stud Show. How are you doing, Coach? Doing doing great, man. Happy to have you on uh, to talk about this upcoming season. Uh, you were with Champagnat. High school last year. Now you're over to Flanagan, and Flanagan is one of the hot teams in South Florida. Big time expectations for them, and I just want to know how you feel being the head man on that right now, the one who's going to be leading the team. And there are just so there's so many expectations for Flanagan this year. Do you feel any type of pressure? And if so, how are you handling it? Uh, no, I really don't think I feel any type of pressure. You know, um. I've known these guys here at Flanagan since, like, my ninth grade year. And just coming in now, they always encourage me and, and they think they think highly of me and they always push me to get better. Yeah, uh, well, it certainly it certainly helps to know people at the new school that you're going to. And like you said, uh, you, you've obviously known these guys for, for quite some time. Last year you were at Champagnat High School, and, you know, so you're not new to this situation. When you went over to Champagnat, Champagnat was – um, you know, uh, a team contending, obviously looking to repeat. You you were a state champion with them. You led them to the championship your sophomore year. So coming into your junior year, was there the expectation that you guys would would repeat? Yes. Um, our, our, our expectations to repeat were high. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we only we lost playoff contention for whatever reason. And I really feel like, um, after my sophomore season, coming into my junior season was an improvement for me because after only eight games, I threw for 2,300 yards and 26 touchdowns. And the year before, my sophomore year, I threw for only 2,300 yards after the entire season. And right. for that, for that, I give a lot of credit to Jaquay, my, my offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, for giving me a better offensive system to play in right. and helping me with my reads and become a better quarterback and to – into the upcoming season, so I really feel like had we not lost, had we not lost playoff contention, mm-hmm. um, we would have won states. Yeah, um, did you feel any pressure coming off of the sophomore year into the into the junior year? Because and the reason I'm asking you so much about pressure is that's what this position is about, and it really makes or breaks players in this position. So, did you feel a certain amount of pressure? Do you feel like the team felt a certain amount of pressure coming off of the championship and being and being the big bad wolves? In two A last year, um, I don't. I don't really think we felt a lot of pressure. You know, um, I had a lot of trust in in the guys that I was coming into the year with, like uh, Darnell Solomon, Stephen Clark, 
and the mm-hmm. chemistry that we built over the summer going into that season. Um, so yeah, uh, going into going into that next season, I didn't feel any pressure, um, especially because uh, the the hard work we put in with Quay and over the summer, and it's getting better. Yeah, so now you make the move to Flanagan High School. What's the biggest move? Because you've made this move before. I believe you were at uh, MacArthur High School your freshman year before you went to Champagnat. This is the second time that you're making the move. What's the biggest issue when you move into a new school and now you're the new quarterback? What's what's the biggest issue that you face? Uh, I think the biggest issue is transitioning to the, to the new classes and uh, – the schoolwork that you have there, and getting used to the to the to the regimen at the new school that you're at. That's what I think the biggest challenge is. So it's more it's more off the field stuff than 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 on the field uh, for you yes. when you make that change. Okay. Yes. Um, you've you've been very active in the uh, in the seven on seven circuit. Uh, you're the quarterback for the very successful seven on seven team, the Florida Fire. Um, what's the biggest thing you get out of seven on seven? Uh, the biggest thing that I get out of seven oh seven is really working on work, working on my reads. Um, primarily this season, what I've been working on in the seven oh seven circuit is working working towards my second and third reads after I come off of my first read, mm-hmm. and and uh, getting tighter balls in the tighter windows, and being able to throw the deep ball better and working on get a, getting a faster release, having a faster release too. Along with the seven-on-seven seven that you do, um, what what do you do in the off season that really prepares you to become a quarterback? Because more and more, um, you've got kids trying to play that position down here. Becoming a, be, being a quarterback's become a bigger deal down here in South Florida, whereas before you just didn't come down here and recruit uh, college football quarterbacks. The you know the quarterbacks that played down here were usually turned into wide receivers or defensive backs, but now there are actually kids down here who can play the position. What do you do in the off season to prepare yourself to be the best quarterback possible? Uh, I think the first thing to prepare me to lead is making sure that my, my grades are, are right in the classroom first. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, I, work, I, I do a lot of working on in the weight room to better prepare myself physically to get bigger, faster, and stronger. Um, I mm-hmm. think two or three times a week uh, I do a session with, with throwing the ball and working mm-hmm. on my timing with the new receivers that we have mm-hmm. here and making sure I'm good with mm-hmm. them and, and studying my playbook on a daily basis. Um, my new offensive coach, my new offensive coordinator, Coach Ryan, comes in every day, every day during school, and we go over – and we go over – let me go over the the new offense that I'm learning. learning. This is my fourth. This is my fourth offense. Yeah, I mean, so let's talk that about that. How how much of a challenge is that for you? Now you're sliding into your your fourth different offense. I mean, it's probably going to prepare you to be able to learn quicker going to college. But is that is that a is that a challenge for you? Is that cause any problems? Do you ever mix up terminology from a previous offense with the new offense? How is all that for you? Um, I really don't find it that challenging. Um, I think I tend to like not not I don't want to say forget the the offense that I was in before, but mm-hmm. just to be more focused on the offense that I'm learning now. So, right, right. Um, kind of got to forget some things and to learn yeah. some new things, basically. Yes. Okay. 
Um, well, listen, yeah, yeah, get, tell me your expectations for for Flanagan this year, and what are some what is what are some personal goals? I'm allow you to be selfish here a little bit. You're not that kind of person, but what are some personal goals Cato Nelson has for himself uh, leading Flanagan High School this year? Um, this year, I want to achieve a, a completion rate of over 65 to 66 percent. Um, I want to achieve my goal of throwing over 3,000 yards this year and accumulating mm-hmm. for over 40 touchdowns. I'm responsible for over 40 touchdowns, both on the ground and through the air. Okay. Uh, well, look, certainly if you hit all those numbers, man, you're probably raising up the big trophy at the end of the year, which, you know, is the expectation on top of all of the, uh, you know, success Flanagan has had over the last two seasons um, under Coach Devin Bush. Flanagan, uh, a lot of people are talking about Flanagan, and obviously a lot of eyes are going to be on you. Um, when you look at the schedule, I know the mantra is take it one game at a time, but, you know, we're on the radio, and let's let's try and be as honest as possible. Tell me some of the games you are really looking forward to on that schedule now. I, d- I don't want you to say you circle anything and get anyone riled up, unless, of course, you want to say that, but tell me a couple of those games that really stand out on that schedule for you and you're really looking forward to. Um, I think our earliest test, I think, will be against Miramar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then St. Thomas, of course, week eleven. Yeah, everyone wants to take down big old, big old, big bad St. Thomas. So, um, I can imagine you as well as uh, all of your teammates are really looking forward to the St. Thomas matchup, and I'm glad that it was able to happen. I'm sure you are too. Before before you left out of high school, uh, at least find yourself in a game like that where you're playing against. St. Thomas. Well, uh, you do have a big tournament coming up this weekend. It seems like all of the tournaments are big. So, got a big tournament coming up this weekend uh, with uh, at B2G, where uh, you have all of the the best and the biggest and the best uh, seven on seven teams down here in South Florida doing the battle. So, uh, you'd have to say that another thing you get out of seven on seven is is the competition, the whole competitive atmosphere. I I, I have to feel like after going through that whole thing lining up in the actual football games during the regular season is uh, almost a piece of cake in terms of feeling pressure. Yes or no on that? Uh, yes, I think in the 707 circuit, they do a pretty good job with making sure you get uh, – they give you four seconds, which is realistic, mm-hmm. uh, to to the real game feel. Um, it makes reading a lot more easier. I think the only, the, the only difference is you, know, you have an O-line and a D-line in front of you. And with that being said, you know you have to get the ball out of your hands and go through your read as quickly as possible. So I think yeah, seven uh, seven. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and with and with the fact that you do get those four seconds, um, is it your goal as a quarterback to want to use those, those entire four seconds, or are you kind of preparing yourself for the real game and you want to get the ball out quicker than the four seconds or you know the amount of time that you're yeah. given in seven on seven? Yeah, I think I think you want to get the ball out quicker and start working more between two and three seconds. Or when you're working your quick game, you want to get it to at least under underneath two seconds. Yeah, yeah, and so would certainly certainly be a, a benefit to you. You know, the better games that you're gonna play this year, you're probably not gonna have that kind of time. Well, listen, Cato, it sounds like you guys are set up. You and the guys over at Flanagan are set up for a pretty exciting season. I know uh, I've seen you guys' schedule, and there's certainly a uh, several games on there that are going to be heavily attended 
and uh, everyone will want to see, and all eyes will be on uh, Cato Nelson and the Flanagan. Do we even call them the Falcons anymore, or are we just calling them Dirty Birds? Is that what we're doing these days? Yeah, the Dirty Birds. The Dirty Birds. Cato Nelson, the leader of the Dirty Birds. Well, Cato, thanks for joining us here on the Gridiron Stud Show. It was certainly a pleasure speaking to you. All right, that's Cato Nelson joining us. Uh, Quarterback, 2016 quarterback from Flanagan High School. If you've had a chance to see this young man throw the ball, you've got to love the way that it comes out of his hand. He throws a really, really good ball. Ball explodes out of his hand. Um, not sure why he hasn't gotten more attention in the recruiting circuit. Perhaps uh, on a grander stage he, that may come his way. Uh, you know, it's always difficult to figure out what's going on in recruiting anyway. Sometimes you see a guy that you figure schools will be all over, um, and they're not. And then other times you Sorry to say you'll see a guy and be like, why does this guy have 30 or 40 offers? Well, Cato's one of those guys where you wonder why he's not sitting on top of 20 or 30 offers right now. But um, rest assured, I think Flanagan is in line for a really, really great season. And um, he's going to be a big part of that and a big reason for that. So hopefully schools are paying attention. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, Tyler Huntley from Hallandale High School joins us here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Don't change that dial. Mike Will Hey, no flex zone. No flex zone. They know better. They know better. No flex zone. No flex zone. They know better. No flex zone. The 7-on-7 season. Summer basketball. Family picnics. All around the corner, and you're paying big money for t-shirts from screen printers? Why? Screen printed t-shirts are costly when dug for small groups. They're limited in color unless you want to pay an even higher price. More colors mean higher prices. How do we solve this? Do it yourself at home with your inkjet printer and a hand iron. That's right, with heat transfer paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com, you can design your own logos, put any wording you want, print it on your inkjet print paper, and using the proper paper sold by t-shirtsupplies.com, you can get this the way that you want it. There's no limit to the amount of color or the design. You can transfer a photograph using this paper. It's great for team sports. It's great for family reunions. It's great for birthday grips. The t-shirt is part of the American culture, and now you can design your own. Don't worry if you haven't done it before. T-Shirt Supplies has the first-rate customer service. They will help you get the paper you want for your project and steer you in the right direction. Visit them now at t-shirtsupplies.com. That's t-shirts, no hyphen, supplies, plural, all one word, dot com. Or call them at one 857 2737 That's 1-877-85-PAPER. T-shirtsupplies.com. Go there now. You want to play college football, right? Well, that's not going to happen unless you have a highlight video. And if you want one of the best highlight videos in the country, then visit Under the Radar Highlight Videos right now. They will give you their best. Ten DVDs, affordable, done fast. They'll even remix your highlights or take your huddle highlights and put them on YouTube. And they've worked with some of the best. Deion Sanders Jr., top recruits in the country, Adore Jackson and Joe Mixon. Current UCLA wide receiver Shaquille Evans. Cordell Brodus, son of Snoop Dogg, as well as top 2013 USC recruit, Sua Cravens. If you want to be seen by the colleges and have the offers rolling in, 
then you need to contact Under the Radar Highlights right now. Visit them at youtube.com forward slash users UTR Highlight Videos. That's youtube.com forward slash users forward slash UTR Highlight Videos. Get over there, get that video made, and be seen by the colleges now. here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Just finished up, wrapped up a great interview with 2016 quarterback Cato Nelson from Flanagan High School from one quarterback to the next. Um, looking to have uh, Tyler Huntley join me here in just a moment here on the Gridiron Stud Show. And uh, he will talk about Hallandale's upcoming season. Hallandale, another uh, hot team here in South Florida looking to do big things. And uh, you know, make it make it all the way to the end this time. I mean, man, if if you watch that game they had uh, in the playoffs, they had Central on the ropes, and uh, somehow Central slithered away as they did several times during the season and uh, made their way all the way to the championship and won the championship. Man, if you're going to lose in the playoffs, at least lose to the eventual champion. But uh, that's something I'm sure this next man uh, has already shrugged off and uh, I have no firsthand. He's very excited and very confident about the 2015 football season. I'm happy to be joined right now by Hallandale quarterback Tyler Huntley. Tyler, thank you for joining me on the Gridiron Stud Show. Hey, what's up, sir? How you doing? Uh, well, listen, um, let's jump right into it. Last year you had a pretty good football team. You guys made your way through the regular season. You got yourself into the playoffs. You made yourself some noise in the playoffs, and – you had the eventual champion and uh, king of all South Florida Central on the ropes, and it really looked like for at least one half like you guys were going to bump off uh, Big Bad Central, and then uh, things happened in the second half, and you, you came up short. So when things like that happen in the season, tell me what the mood and the feeling is like when you come back the next year um, trying to shrug off that 2014 finish. Um. I think that game just prepared our team mentally. Like, we could come out next year and just prove to everybody that we could win in big games. And it just shows us that nothing is handed to us, so we have to go out there and get it. And is there – I mean, how much of the team do you have coming back with you? Obviously, you have the key pieces, but how much of the team do you have coming back uh, that was there – you know, probably in tears on that football field that night that are coming back for the 2015 season, you know, ready to go and take this thing all the way? I would say 90% of the people that started on that football team for us is coming back this year. So they know that feeling of losing and we don't want to feel it no more. 
Yeah, uh, do you sense it? Do you feel it? I, I mean, you know you know what's said right after a game like that, but do you how, how has it actually manifested itself this off season? Are guys working out more? Are they are they are they attending practices uh with a little more frequency? Are they going a little harder in the weight room? Have you noticed these things with your teammates? Yes, um we just we just talk about it every day and we just we just go and and push ourselves in practice. Like mm-hmm. every day we just go through session, uh situational uh periods so we can make sure we on point throughout the whole game. Mhm. Yeah, um it helps when you've got the receiving court that you have. Um I don't know that anyone in in Dade or Broward right now can say they have the receiving core that you're going to be rolling out with this year, very uh, Booker T-ish. And you know how Booker T ended up, um, went on serious state championship runs. So you got to feel good about the weapons you're going to be walking out on the field with. You got the big guns this year. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you definitely um, have the weapons. I know you guys are feeling good. Um what is the what what would you say is the biggest thing standing in the way of Hallandale and the elusive state championship because you guys have been very talented for years now and just it has seemed here and there that you guys have uh not been able to make it all the way to that thing so what is what what's the biggest thing you feel like standing in your way uh what's standing in our way is ourselves we just haven't been pushing ourselves like we feel like we could come in every game just blowing everybody out, but we it finally hit us in a final game against Central that nothing is handed to us. Uh, we we just came back stronger. So right, and and they will be tough games. You know, as much as you want to blow everyone out, there will be tough games. I think that's a, probably a lesson that you guys learned last year. Tyler, have you always been a quarterback? Were you a quarterback from day one? How'd the whole Tyler Huntley quarterback journey start? Uh, I was four years old playing street football in a uh, park at Daniel Park, and they, they told me to come play football for Pee Wee's, and I have been playing quarterback since I was four. Mm-hmm. And, and so just it was just a natural for you. From day one, you went out there and you were quarterback. No one tried to make you a running back, wide receiver. You were quarterback from day one. Everyone knew Tyler Huntley was, was going to chuck the ball. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, you committed not too long ago to FAU, you, and, you know, it was a bit of a surprise to people, and only for this reason, because it seemed like recruiting was starting to get hot and heavy for you. It's, you know, it seemed like every week um, a new offer was coming in or a new couple of offers were coming in for you, um, and I guess many folks felt like you would probably take this into the summertime. What was it about FAU that made you say, okay, I'm done, this is a school I want to go to? Um, FAU is just it's like it's a family out there. They show a lot of love and they show how much they really want you. And it's not too far away from home, so my parents will be able to come up and see my games. Was how much of a factor was that in in the decision? That plays a bit factor because I always want my parents to be on uh right behind me while I'm playing in the big game. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, well, certainly, obviously, the uh, proximity certainly helps you with that. Um, and listen, what are schools still trying to recruit you right now? 
Uh, do you still get schools coming after you, is, or has all of that been pretty much shut down? Oh, ever since I had committed, mm-hmm. everybody been pushing. So, mm-hmm. and so they just coming after me harder, I guess. Yeah, that's the funny thing about uh, committing to a school where you think that would close the door in recruiting. It actually uh, not only opens the door, it starts opening windows and people start crawling in there. It's the funny game of recruiting. Well, I, you know, I just had Cato Nelson on and we talked a little bit about seven on seven and what you get out of seven on seven. And so I'd ask you the same question. You've been active on the seven on seven circuit for a few years now. What's the biggest thing that you get out of playing seven on seven in the off season? Uh, Seven on seven just helps me um, recover this more, uh, get the ball out of my hand quicker, and show me how to have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and you definitely do have that. I've seen you guys. Um, it's a chance for you also to meet guys from from other schools. I'm sure that's something uh, you take yeah. away from it. Some some pretty strong relationships uh, going going you know going forward. So. Um, what are some other things that you do in the off season aside from seven on seven to really improve your game as a quarterback? Uh, I just work out with Kim Mastoli throughout the days and work in the weight room at Hollander High School just to better my game and be in the film session a lot. Yeah, you got obviously film sessions are big not only you know for everyone but especially the quarterback. Uh, out there, so good to know that you you're up on your film studies. Well, uh, I'm not going to ask the silly question of what's Hallandale's goals for the season. We know that you want to be holding up the big trophy at the end of the year in Orlando. So, uh, time for you to be a little selfish. What personally? What are your personal goals that you have going into this 2015 season? Uh, my personal goals, I would probably say, go for 3,000 yards. Uh, this year, and over over 30 touchdowns, and just okay. team a team. Yeah, well, definitely. Look, 3,000 3, touch, 3,000 yards, and 30 touchdowns uh, not only means that a bunch of people in the county and on your schedule are going to be extremely upset. Uh, probably means that you guys are the uh, champions in the state of Florida if you're able to accomplish those to personal goals that you have for yourself right there. Um, Hallandale, like Flanagan, um, has a very challenging schedule this year, and I know uh, Coach Jones's mantra, like like most good coaches, is one game at a time. But, hey, you know, it's April. Let's look ahead a little bit. Give me a couple of the games on the schedule that you're really looking forward to this season. I'll be looking forward to the St. Thomas game, the Dillard game, the Coconut Creek game, the Heritage game, the Miramar game. Just to show about to a name lot of every people. game on this schedule right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I got to ask, why, why Dillard, though? Why Dillard? Dillard's been a little quiet for uh, several years in, in South Florida. Why Dillard? Is there something special going on there? Or? I would say Dillard because they just, they a rivalry to us. They just always try to put on against us. So, we just have to show them every year that we them boys. All right, okay, I I got you. I thought like maybe some girl from Dillard broke up with you or something, and now you got something. <laughs> you got something, you know, 
special you want to do to the Panthers. But all right, okay, I get it. Uh, Dillard's on the list. American Heritage is on the list. And St. Thomas, man, everyone wants to get after St. Thomas. So uh, for people who get down on St. Thomas, just off of these last two guys that I've had on, you get to see what it's like to be at St. Thomas. Everyone wants to take your head off. So you got two of the top teams in the county, Flanagan and Hallandale, um, I think have circled St. Thomas on the schedule and really want to get after them. So um, it's not easy being St. Thomas Aquinas. Well, listen, you got a big seven-on-seven uh, seven tournament coming up this weekend. But before that, you got something even more important happening on Saturday, and you know, real quick, talk about that. What else is going on on Saturday morning that uh, is very important for a high school and college football recruit? Yeah, I'll be taking my ACT, and I've just been working this whole weekend before, just working on taking the ACT and just um, making sure I pass it so I'll be ready for college. Well, I got this question for you. Uh, what's more nerve-wracking, going in to take the ACT or uh, lining up for a playoff game against Central? Uh, I would just say going in to take an uh, ACT. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I can I can get on with that. So much is riding on on that test, and you know you, you, yeah. you know not you will not be the only one nervous in there on Saturday morning. Well, best of luck to you on that, and everyone else uh, taking the ACT. And um, hey, listen for special reasons. Good luck in this tournament this weekend. Thank you. You better come correct. Tough Tyler. letter express. <laughs> Tough All right, man. Well, express. listen, appreciate you, appreciate you coming on to the show and talking with us and uh, and and sharing the uh, experiences that you've had at quarterback with us. Appreciate it, Tyler. Thank you, sir. All right, that's Tyler Huntley, 2016 quarterback from Hallandale High School, joining us here on the Gridiron Stud Show. We're going to jump into a quick break. When we get back, I'm expected to have Donnell Bennett on with me. He's got an event going on, a combine uh, camp event going on this weekend, and uh, going to be here to talk about it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on the Great Iron Stud Show. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. 
If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code Gridiron Studs when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code Gridiron Studs. Do it now! Stud Show, and we're back. Just finished a couple of great interviews. First had Cato Nelson on, a new quarterback at Flanagan High School and uh, down here in South Florida. Also had Mr. Charger Boy himself, Tyler Huntley on. He's a quarterback at Hallandale High School. Flanagan and Hallandale, two of the uh, hottest High school teams here in, uh, in in Broward County in South Florida. A lot of talk surrounding them and their playoff run uh, this year. One of several teams that many eyeballs will be on this season. And uh, I'm hoping to do uh, these Wednesday night shows on a weekly basis and try to get as many of the uh, local high school uh, players and coaches as well here onto the Gridiron Stud Show so we could bring them on and talk about uh, the things that we need to talk about with them, which is upcoming season, recruiting, and things of that nature. We did touch on and talk about recruiting here. And along those lines, just launched a brand-new gridironstuds.com, a new website there, uh, plenty of room uh, for you prospects out there, all of you listening, uh, your parents, your prospects out there. Get over to gridironstuds.com right now, register, and Create a profile. First, you got to register. Then you got to log in and create a profile. Put yourself up there on the site. Plenty of great information for you to provide to prospects, and not only prospects but also fans. Uh, it's good to have fans, and uh, it's good to have folks who really follow college football, being able to see and learn a little bit about you. Because there's nothing in college football if there's no fans. That's what makes college football what it is. The fans, hey, sometimes they're crazy, but you love them when. Uh, they're crazy for your team that you're playing for. So certainly know that firsthand. But head over to gridironstuds.com right now if you haven't already and join the brand-new gridironstuds.com. Again, you got to register, and then you have to log in and create your profile. Uh, do that now. And it's not only for guys who are trying to get recruited. It's just as much for guys who are trying to get recruited as it is for guys who are heavily recruited because there is a fan element that is coming up that you guys are going to really enjoy. Um, and there's a lot of interaction there for you. There will be new features added every month on the new Gridiron Says I mean, we're going big time with this thing. This is We're going to the max on this thing. So there's going to be fun for all there. There will be fun for the uh, wannabe recruited there's going to be fun for the heavily recruited. There's going to be fun for the fans, coaches, everyone involved. This is going to be a really, really great site. So put yourself um, in position to have yourself a really good time with this website. And as incentive, as in, as incentive, one uh, member is going to receive two hundred and fifty dollars 
from Best Buy on a Best Buy gift card. We will be choosing randomly, of course, out of the members that sign up between now and May 7th. We will choose one lucky member who has both registered and completed a profile uh, at gridironstuds.com to receive a $250 gift card from Best Buy. Um, A lot of good stuff you can get with a $250 Best Buy gift card. So put yourself in that position as well. So we got all kind of stuff going on here for you. Fun site, uh, chance to win some money, uh, some fan interaction coming up, but uh, you can't win it if you're not in it. So head over to gridironstuds.com right now. Um, Still waiting on Donnell Bennett to call in, but in the interim, we did have a very good topic here uh, that we kicked the show off with. Who is responsible for getting uh, offers to the high school football player? You know, back in my day, and I guess I'm old enough to be saying that now, um, high school coaches weren't really all into this trying to promote their players. It really wasn't about that. High school coach came out there, blew the whistle. You had practice, MF'd you a couple times, and you went out there and kicked someone's rear end on Friday night, and if you did a whole lot of rear end kicking, the, high, the colleges will come and find you. And so those guys who coached in my era who are still coaching now still are on that thought process. The old heads, the guys with the silver here who have been coaching for 20, 30 years, 40 years right now, that's, that's their thought process. I'm going to teach you the game. You do what I tell you to do. You go out there and you dominate your opponent, then – Colleges are going to come find you, and you're going to get yourself a college scholarship. Well, uh, you know, in this day and age, things have changed a little bit. And now there is quite a bit of marketing of players, because especially down here in South Florida, uh, just being good is not going to be enough. There are a ton of great football players here in South Florida that don't get scholarships simply because for one reason or another, they just weren't seen. And so that really upsets parents down here in this area but let's just be honest the math alone says not every player that deserves a scholarship offer in the south florida area will get one i think parents understand this and as such there is a desperate movement to get to where you can be seen it's almost like we're in some kind of a hunger situation down here And there's only a couple of places, a couple of soup kitchens that can hand out a meal to you. And if your soup kitchen doesn't have enough soup, they're leaving your soup kitchen and they're heading over to the other one that has soup available today. And that's really just how it is. So, you know, if kids are not getting college scholarship offers out of your school, your kids are leaving, coaches. It's really how that works. So while it may not be your responsibility, while it may not be part of your job description, if you're into winning high school football games on Friday night, now it does become your responsibility. You do need to do something. You do need to go out and market your players. You do need to figure out what how things are done in this day and age to get your player scholarship offers, or guess what? They're going to be coming in and asking for their transcripts, and they're leaving your school. And you get enough good players to walk out of your school, think you know how the rest goes. You're not going to be winning a whole lot on Friday night. So as it stands, these two things go hand in hand. Do I really totally 100% agree with that? No, but very difficult to tell a parent who's interested in having their child go play college football, and they truly honestly feel that their kid is worthy of a college scholarship offer to stay somewhere where kids just aren't going to school. 
it would be mighty hypocritical of me to sit here and say that um, everyone needs to stay where they are. Um, I, for one, uh, put my kids in a position to where uh, not only would they have a great high school experience, because that was very important to me. For someone who played high school football, college football, and a little bit of professional football, my fondest memories uh, are still the ones that I had from high school. Your high school football experience is very important. And it's really not all 100% about getting a college scholarship offer. Because the truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, if you're really that good, you're going you're gonna to play college football. Might not happen exactly the way that you want it. The path may not go straight. You may have to go on a winding road. But the truth of the matter is, the old saying goes, the cream will rise to the top. And if you're a college football player worthy and you're diligent enough, you're going to eventually find your way. You will find your way. You will uh, eventually get yourself into a college football situation. And you will have your opportunities. And then at that point, it's just what you make out of it. Having said all that, though, um, I'm a person who strategically planned for his children, which, you know, any good parent would do. And then so far, so good. So, you know, it's, be again, hypocritical of me to sit down here and tell a parent that if you're not happy in that situation and no one's going anywhere out of the school that you're at to, to stay there. In this day and age, uh, parents will really take a strong interest in the future of their kids, which is a good thing. But uh, we have an epi- we have an epidemic of transfers down here, and I'm a little bit at a loss as to well what can be done about it. And right now, it seems the only um, the only solution currently is to hold the high school coaches' feet to the fire, and if feet don't burn hot enough for them to make a move, then the parents move the kids, and that's what you got going on right now: kids passing each other in the street, <laughs> uh, changing schools. It's exactly what you've got going on right now in South Florida. Again, uh, you can call into the show if you've got an opinion on that, 347-633-9365. Or uh, you can offer up your opinions on Twitter, at Gridiron Studs. But it is a very hot and heavy discussion down here in South Florida. It just really dominates the discussion down here in South Florida. You know, what schools getting their kids offers, and um, you know who can get you into school. And if you can't get a kid into school, then they're pulling up stakes, and some schools are stacking. And you know, especially in in Broward County, same in Dade, but especially in Broward County, the movement of talent is just shifting to a small handful of schools, and then the rest of the schools are starting to look like a wasteland. You know, you had Tyler Huntley bring up Dillard High School. Man, when I was growing up, Dillard High School was a powerhouse in Broward County. Boyd Anderson was stacked with talent. And up until a couple of years ago, that was still the case. But, you know I mean, Boyd Anderson right now, it's a wasteland. I don't know that they won a game last year. And uh, they're starting to look like the Oakland Raiders of Broward County. You know, Ely High School was another dominant program you know they're not in the situation that Boyd Anderson is in but Ely's not the Ely of old 
And so you've got kids making that move now, uh, and they're and they're 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 moving on out. They're moving to the St. Thomases. They're moving to American Heritage. They're going to Flanagan, and they're going to to Hallandale. And getting a handful of kids that are going to Coconut Creek and Monarch. Monarch. I mean, there was no Monarch ten years ago. And Coconut Creek would, you know, come up with a good team once every five, six, seven years. And they've got over there at Coconut Creek some pretty highly recruited Division One athletes right now. So things are changing. And, I, you know, I'm not sure what to make of it. You know, high school coaches down here in South Florida live in constant fear of losing their players. Uh, and there's recruiting going on and so on and so forth. And I'm telling you the big part of this is kids getting offers. I don't even know how much people think about winning championships anymore. I don't know. How important is that? I'd love for a parent to call in here and tell me, like, give me a percentage. Is it 60-40 offers versus championship? Is it 70-30, 80-20? Whatever it is, I'm sure the bigger number is going to be on getting college scholarship offer over you know, winning a state championship. I mean, basically parents scoff at the idea of rings now. All right, the ring is great. What's that ring going to do for me? Is it going to get me a job? It might. You know, there's just something about uh, learning what you learn on on the path to becoming a champion, something to be learned there that you do take away from uh, the lessons that you take away from that that you carry into your regular and, and, uh, Afterlife, your football afterlife does help you get that job, does have you walking around feeling confident. But uh, so many parents have made it all about the college scholarship. And, man, I hope for those parents out there that are so hot and heavy after the high school coaches to get their kids offers that I hope you are this passionate once your kid is in school about them actually getting that education. Because I'm here to tell you the numbers are huge for kids that sign those letter of intents and head off to college and don't actually get their diploma. And so you ask yourself, what was this all about? Is it about playing in the NFL? Do we need to now start quoting the numbers and going over all the numbers of just how difficult it is to make it? There are so many things that are going to come down the pike and get in the way of that whole NFL thing. So many factors that work against it, the biggest of which being just pure numbers. You know how many kids have this dream playing in the NFL? Uh, The quick answer is a whole lot more than the ones who will actually achieve it. So in the absence of making it to the National Football League, are the parents as passionate about the kids getting their degree and are the kids as passionate about earning the degree? And is that important? At some point later on down the road, I think I do need to tackle the issue of should college football athletes get paid? I think I'm going to really need to jump on that one. And by the way, if this is your first time listening to the show because we have this special nighttime edition, the Gridiron Stud Show is normally on Monday through Friday with the absence of a Wednesday morning show. And the uh, start time is 10 a.m. Eastern time, on from 10 a.m. Eastern time to 11, 11.30. And uh, you can find us here, gridironstudshow.com. 
You can find all the archive shows, too. But that's the normal time of the show. But uh, as I said, looking to do a regular uh, Wednesday night edition and bring on several different guests. So we're going to try and make this a regular thing. Uh, for those interested, during the day, I am on Gray Zone Media. And that's a, a real, real radio show at a studio down in Miami, 880 AM on the dial here for South Florida listeners. Uh, it is a political talk show on a business station. So if you're into politics, you do, you know, you'll find that interesting. Otherwise, I do do a sports segment on uh, 880 The Biz, usually around 930, I'm trying to branch out here, people. So appreciate all of you listening and taking the time to listen. I'm going to jump into a quick break. We're back for the final session of the Gridiron Stud Show, this special Wednesday night edition of the Gridiron Stud Show. We'll be back for the final segment right after this. The 7-on-7 season, summer basketball, family picnics, all around the corner, and you're paying big money for t-shirts from screen printers? Why? Screen printed t-shirts are costly when done for small groups. They're limited in color unless you want to pay an even higher price. More colors mean higher prices. How do we solve this? Do it yourself at home with your inkjet printer and a hand iron. That's right. With heat transfer paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com, you can design your own logos, put any wording you want, print it on your inkjet print paper, and using the proper paper sold by t-shirtsupplies.com, you can get this the way that you want it. There's no limit to the amount of color or the design. You can transfer a photograph using this paper. It's great for team sports. It's great for family reunions. It's great for birthday grits. The t-shirt is part of the American culture, and now you can design your own. Don't worry if you haven't done it before. T-Shirt Supplies has the first-rate customer service. They will help you get the paper you want for your project and steer you in the right direction. Visit them now at t-shirtsupplies.com. That's t-shirts, no hyphen, supplies, plural, all one word, dot com. Or call them at one 857 2737 That's 1-877-85-PAPER. T-shirtsupplies.com. Go there now. You want the truth? Well, here it is. Speed kills. And in no other sport is that true than in football. Speed gets you to the end zone. Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. Do you want championship-type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then Complete Speed is what you need. Complete Speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, Complete Speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises, along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now. Final segment of the Gridiron Stud Show. Like doing these Wednesday night shows. Feel like more people are awake. I'm 
trying to get people up and ready and at them in the in the morning. Nighttime, everyone's all keyed up and geared up, and like I said, they come home with a lot of frustration, and I could just feel the tension in the airwaves. Nevertheless, uh, you know, we like rankings, and so I was running through the rankings for uh, rank by offers. Went through the top ten for 2017. I'm going to jump in there and check to see if anything's changed for 2016. Real quick, running through the top ten. Uh, for 2016, number 10, Trayvon Mullen, defensive back, Coconut Creek. He has 37 FBS offers, 17 from the top 25. Number 9 is Brandon Jones, DB out of Nacogdoches, Texas. 37 FBS offers, 19 top 25. Number 8, Dwayne Haskins, Jr., quarterback from Maryland, Bullis School. 39 FBS offers, 15 from the top 25. Devin Duvernay, wide receiver out of Sashay, Texas. 39 FBS offers, 16 from the top 25. How about Deontay Anderson, DB out of Manville, Texas? He's got 38 FBS offers, but 21 of them from the top 25. 21 of the top 25 teams have uh, offered Deontay Anderson, DB out of Texas. Trey Nixon, wide receiver, Vieira, Florida. Many down here are familiar with him. He has 40 FBS offers, 15 out of the top 25. Juwan Williams is number four on the list, offensive lineman out of Washington, D.C., out of Big Bad Archbishop Carroll High School, 40 FBS offers, 14 from the top 25. Dontavius Jackson out of Houston, Texas, Elsick High School. He's number three on the list, and uh, he's got 40 FBS offers, 16 from the top 25. Robert Washington, he's a running back out of Huntersville, North Carolina, South Lake Christian Academy. Uh, he really gets busy on those guys out there. I had a chance to watch his film he runs wild out there in North Carolina. He has 43 FBS offers, 13 out of the top 25. Number one on the list is a Florida guy out of Bishop Moore High School, Orlando, Florida. Parker Boudreau, offensive lineman, another guy with 66 FBS offers. That is an astronomical amount. He is your leader for the class of 2016 on rank by offers. 13 of those 66 offers come out of the Top 25. So ranked by offers, uh, definitely a site I think you guys should check out. If you want to know who's who's uh, who's who's got the offers and all that stuff broken down really nicely, they do team rankings as well. So for anyone who's interested, for the class of 2016, right now Miami, Florida leads the list. Miami and Florida State neck and neck there. Miami's got 20 commits, a stupid amount of commits already, and we're in April for the class of 2016. Florida State, number two, with 13. Clemson, number three, with eight. Georgia, uh, number four, with nine. And Ohio State, fifth. Uh, They have eight commits. So they got a lot going on here. Team rankings, player rankings, and uh, they even explain all that stuff to you, how they go about rankings and the whole formula that they have. Pretty cool site. Uh, something for you to supplement and check out while you're also checking out the uh, Major Guys Rivals 247 Scout ESPN and the like. But again, I do want to leave you all with this. Uh, Gridiron Studs, the new gridironstuds.com has indeed been launched. So if you're a parent listening, prospect listening to to the show, uh, be sure to jump on over to the new gridironstuds.com and get yourself registered and, and, Log in and create your profile. Don't forget about that part. That is definitely a part of this whole thing. You do need to 
check in there and uh, log in and also create your profile. All right. I finally have Donnell Bennett on the line. Donnell is here. Late. You're probably late to practice all the time, too, if I really sit back here and remember. I do kind of remember you being the guy that jogged out there late. Am I right or wrong on that, Donnell? You're just the late guy to practice. Yeah? Donnell Bennett? Never late, bro. Uh, Never late. Well, Always on time. Well, whether, late, late, or, late or not, here you are. Um, and appreciate you coming on. You've got something going on this week, and there's always something going on in South Florida, but this is a really, really great thing. It's the Elite Prep Sports. Um, am I safe in calling this a combine, or is it a camp, or what are we classifying this thing? Well, it's a, it's a camp. It's, uh, it's generally <clears throat> um, a bunch of us, uh, former players, uh, that are getting together to emulate uh, a college or NFL practice, if you would, um, mm-hmm. the speed of it, teaching the guys how to practice like a pro, um, mm-hmm. as well as getting your work done. So it's more so gen- uh, generally a camp than a combine. Okay. I'm just trying to kind of prep them and get them college ready. I'm all for those things. There's some things that, you know, listen, everyone's doing training down here. Everyone has camps. Everyone has combines. Um, but you've been you've been a coach down here in South Florida, as I have, and there's some things that are missing there, and I'm uh, I'm getting the feeling that this is where this camp really fills those things in. Like one thing that sh- struck me is teaching them how to practice, because you'll get a lot of these kids from high school who are used to walking around, uh, taking their sweet time, going through a drill, and when they get to college, total shock. There's no walking around. There's none of that stuff. Is that covered in this camp? Definitely, definitely. In high school, you have your your, your couple of guys that, that are, are marquee guys, and they pretty much have the coach where they want them. So if they want to come out and not practice 100% one day, most of the programs will allow it simply because, you know, hey, we need this guy to win on Friday nights. Uh, but when you go to college, you know, that's not the issue. I mean, everybody's pretty good. So, with that in mind, we want to make sure that we teach these kids what it means to be a pro. I mean, everybody talks about being a pro, but nobody wants to put in the work. I use the ATM machine uh, a, a, as an example. You know, you can't go out, go to an ATM machine and put four numbers in there and get out what you haven't put in. So you're not going to be able to I go sure on wish, somebody's I sure college I wish it worked that way. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to I be sure able to go on these is. college campuses and, mm-hmm. and just say my name and my – what I did in high school um, against, you know, a- average teams is going to sustain me in, in, in college. And, and, and forget about going to the pros. That, that's absolutely out of the question. So uh, it's all former guys and that's played in the NFL for an extended amount of time. And not only that, they're either involved in, the, in coaching the kids now, uh, either on a, a high school team or a seven-on-seven, or they got – a son that's in high school that's going through uh, this part of it. And so there's double the the the, the, the enthusiasm, the, the excitement, and the teaching that's going on, on in this camp. Yeah, and you have some pretty good names here. I'm going to put you on the spot. You got quite a few names, so you, you may forget some guys. But uh, give us the name of some guys that's going to be helping you out with this camp this weekend. Um. Sam Madison, uh, Pastor Tan, of course, Rondé Gadsden, uh, Turo Freeman, uh, Anthony Harris, uh, Cedric Killings, 
Um, surprise guest by uh, another great UM running back. I won't name any names, but um, <laughs> he'll be, he'll he'll be there hanging out. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of guys. Um, um, Liddell Betts. Um, hopefully, we'll get Leonard Weaver there. Leon Searcy mm-hmm. supposed to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a, a well-rounded group of guys, and it's going to be you know guys that are just going to come because because of the brotherhood. And you know yeah. when, when yeah, we well, have, I mean, it's certainly like, an all-star lineup of names, man. So you've got some pretty good guys that are on board with this, and um, if if they're half as passionate as you sound, this is going to be a really great camp. Now. Let, let me guess. This thing's going to be at Cardinal Gibbons High School. How'd that happen? Well, uh, that, I'm I'm back home at Cardinal Gibbons, um, mm-hmm. working uh, with the kids on some mentoring and uh, some mm-hmm. life skills stuff, and uh, was gracious enough to 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 be in a position to have the camp there. And 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 the, another key component, not to get off the subject, is the life skills piece that we're going to give the kids. So many mm-hmm. things are missed because we spend so much time, you know, in the classroom and on the football field. So a lot of things about communication, uh, uh, making sure that we make wise decisions, uh, how to conduct mm-hmm. yourselves in the, with the media, um, all the things that, that some of the guys miss. And when we get to college and we're thrown out into this situation, um, we don't always know how to handle it because, you know, we may not have grown up in a household that that showed how to communicate between the mother and the father or husband and wife or, or what, mm-hmm. whatever the case is, and now the kids miss that. So we want to make sure that we cover all the bases. We're going to make sure that we do a life skill piece. We're going to make sure that we do a piece on hydration. We're going to make sure we do a piece on recruiting. You know, should, mm-hmm. should the coach be getting my son uh, scholarship offers or what can I do as mm-hmm. a parent to help? make sure that my son is not going to a D1 college where he's going to sit his bench for three years and be miserable and come home before he graduates and gets his degree because he's not capable of getting on the field. All that stuff we're going to touch on, we're going to expound on. And, and the camp is, is probably extensive as you can get, and we're going to give everything that we can back to those kids. Yeah, well, it certainly sounds that way, and you touched on – uh, the topic that we had on the show today, which is, um, you know, who is responsible for getting the a high school prospect his offers? Is it is it the high school coach? And the, you know, the real the reality of it is, I don't feel that it's part of a high school coach's job description. But whether that is the case or not, if if the high school coach is not quote unquote getting the kids offers, then you you know you start losing players. That's just the reality of it all. So I'm glad. Um, this is something that's going to be touched on in this camp. Sounds like a lot's going on. So, what time does the camp start, and, and then you know how long does it run? Well, we're going to, we're going to start in the morning at, at eight o'clock. Uh, we're going to do a life skills piece. Um, uh, we're going to do that first portion of it. Uh, then we'll break and we'll feed the kids lunch, and then we'll get on the field about twelve. Um, there's an ACT test going on, so at, at mm-hmm. Gibbons that day. So some of the guys say they're going to be at the testing and the in the morning portion of it, and um, and we'll go from there uh, in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be a good time, you know. We'll, we'll have some t-shirts and some some goodies for the kids, and and they're gonna they're gonna have an opportunity to see where they need to be going into spring ball. Exactly. Um, well, let's 
uh, look, a lot of great stuff going on here. So is this a one-time thing, or is this something that's going to be done periodically down here? What's what's the long-term plan for, you know, elite prep sports um, camps? Well, it's definitely going to grow. Um, there's a lot of things that, that are in the works. Um, and me and me and my colleagues, uh, you know, we're, we're meeting on a, on a weekly basis now to really start putting in uh, a lot more time with these kids. One of the things that came up um, when I was coaching with one of the recruiters came into my office and he said, if if you have a the same identical player, mm-hmm. uh, one from Florida, one from Texas, and one from California, same guy. You turn mm-hmm. on the film, you're going to see the same burst, the balance, the all the tangibles you look in, you know, Coaches are more apt to take one of the guys from California or or, or Texas because they say they're better coached, mm. and mm. and that that kind of bothered me a, a, a little bit. So we're 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 gonna it make sure me that just we hearing go, you say it, you know what I mean? Because we're both involved. You know, because in we we do have some great coaches down here. We do have a lot of great coaches, um, but you know some some of the kids have some bad habits coming from from Little League and some other things. I don't want to put anybody down or anything. But, mm-hmm. you know, when when you get, you know, coaches like Chad and Harris and Sam and Pat that have a passion for it along with the expertise, you know, and there's so many of us right here within a 25-mile radius, we, we should be doing more. We could be doing more. And that's what our long-term, that's what our long-term goal is to make sure that we do more and get get this stuff out to the kids. Well, good, man. You know, I know the difficulty in planning uh, one of these things and actually finding a date that works. And, you know, you, you plan something, you get it all together, and then you find out there's an ACT and then there's also, uh, you know, a big seven-on-seven tournament. There's no way to find in any given weekend in the off season in the state of Florida a totally open weekend. It just does not happen, but – uh, nevertheless, uh, you sound like you've got a really great thing going on. So um, if you're free on Saturday, I highly, highly recommend that you head yourself over to Cardinal Gibbons High School and be a part of this. Um, there is just no excuse for you to be sitting at home on Saturday and not take advantage of something like this. Definitely, definitely. It's going to be a good time. And yeah, to answer sounds, your question sounds, about the uh, the, co- the coaches – getting the guys scholarship offers, I look mm-hmm. at it like this. It is a coach's job to introduce the players to as many coaches as he can via their film, mm-hmm. via his relationships, via whatever it is. But ultimately, the only people that are going to get that kid a scholarship is that kid. Yep. And, you know, and, and that's, that's job. my feeling out on too. You got to do the work. That's it. And it's our job to, to go above and beyond and make sure – um, that the coaches know about the kid, but at the end of the day, that's it. That's it. That's the only thing that we can do. I mean, there's no – those days where I'm going to get you a scholarship as a coach are far and few between because the the, the coaching carousel in college is, is too volatile, and coaches are getting fired because they're recruiting kids on their friends' merit and family's merit, and, and it's causing them to get fired. So they're not doing it anymore. Yeah, um, very, very difficult for them to be making those kind of decisions, so they're going to be very, very careful with it. Well, listen, Donnell, um, thanks for coming on to the show and, and, and talking about this 
Elite Prep Sports camp that you're going to be having on Saturday. It sounds like a really good thing and a much-needed thing down here in South Florida. So uh, if ever you're doing it again, we'd love to have you back on and, and uh, talk about it, and let's hype this thing up, man. I think kids need to be going to this. Definitely. I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity, brother. All right, man. Uh, Donnell Bennett joining us here on the show. Uh, least I could do. Let me give you a quick story about Donnell, man. The guy was a practical joker, okay? Nothing like having a big beast 240, 50-pound joker in the locker room um, because he kind of gets his way a lot. So um, one day he thought he was going to put some of that rubbing grease, you know, that heat that you put on. He put it in my helmet, and I go out there to get ready for practice. I'm ready to start practice, slip my helmet on, and, man, my eyes are burning like crazy. And it was Donnell, man. Put hot grease in my hot rubbing grease in my helmet. It's the kind of stuff that used to go on at UM. I, on a later show, I'm going to tell you what I did to him, but that's that's going to be about it. That's that's what he did to me one day. Ready to start practice, and I can't practice because dude put that rubbing stuff. He didn't put it in the back of my helmet. He put it in the front where the forehead was, and all that stuff dripped into my eyes. I was, you know, uh, really worthless during that practice. That's big Don for you. But nevertheless, all, uh, all grown up now doing a great thing with the elite prep sports uh, camp. Uh, that he's going to have a Cardinal Gibbons start time is 8 a.m. on Saturday. And, again, if you are a South Florida high school football prospect, football player, um, it, definitely in your best interest to attend something like this. Again, shouldn't be sitting at home on Saturday with nothing to do, especially when you've got something uh, as valuable as this taking place. So I hope each and every one of you out there listening that have uh, nothing planned for Saturday. Make your way over to Cardinal Gibbons High School. Start time is 8 a.m. Well, all right, listen, uh, it's a special show, but I always like doing these night shows. Can't do them every night, but I really like uh, doing it. And, again, I'm going to try and make this a regular thing uh, every Wednesday night, try and get the uh, – the uh, and it's not going to just be local high school folks down here in South Florida. I mean, this is a national thing. So we're going to get guys from California and Texas and Ohio on here. It's always good for us to hear – how things are done in different parts of the country. I like hearing about uh, how things go down in uh, in California, how it goes down in Ohio and Texas, um, both the similarities and the differences for high school football in those parts of the country. High school football is a great thing, a lot of passion involved. And it's not just here in South Florida. It's all over the country. So um, we'll be looking forward to doing these shows uh, on Wednesday night. And, again, we're on regularly. Uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern Time during the week. So if you've got free time during the day, be sure to tune us on. And on Wednesdays, or actually Mondays and Fridays, I do have my co-host, Emil Calamino, on with me, and we chop it up on a variety of topics. So um, we want to make you a regular listener here to the Gridiron Stud Show, and I want to thank everyone that listened into the show today. And I especially want to thank my guest on the show today, uh, 2016 quarterback Cato Nelson, from Flanagan High School, 2016 quarterback Tyler Huntley from Hallandale High School, and my most recent guest, Donnell Bennett. Thank them for coming on to the show today. Thank you for listening, and until next time, thank you for listening to the Gridiron Stud Show. you high school recruits out there you want to get recruited by the colleges 
Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. We got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up. And let yourself be seen.